0: You're listening to the Family Discipleship Podcast, a podcast of training the church. This is Adam Griffin, and before I introduce you to our incredibly distinguished guests, let me first introduce you, my lovely co-host today, the Diva of Discipleship, Miss Cassie Bryant. Welcome back for season two, Cassie. How you doing?
1: Oh, I'm so good. I love season two.
0: Season two is great
1: so far. It's yeah, really so great. Yeah, so great.
0: <laughs> well, unfortunately, my wife, Chelsea, wasn't able to join us today, but she'll be back next week in her stead. What a distinct honor to have with us on today's episode. The singers, songwriters, worship initiative takers, Shane and Shane. Thanks for joining us today, guys. How you doing? Hey. Come on. How y'all doing? Oh, so excited to have you guys on. <laughs> I, I have a really important question as we get started. After, how many years have you guys been singing together, first of all? A couple decades plus. Yeah. Decades plus. 20-something years. In all yeah. that time, what's the joke about having the same name that you guys are sick of hearing? What is? Is it that, this is my favorite Shane? Is it, like, whose name comes first? What's the one that you just wish would go away?
2: Uh, uh, what is it? Somebody, somebody, every time we go somewhere, which Shane... Which Shane Comes First is a very popular Which one. Which Shane Comes
0: First. Do you <laughs> still Not laugh? Do you still laugh politely? I don't, I don't know if we've ever laughed. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is, that, is that a joke? I'm yes, like trying to like true. I'm trying yeah. to get
2: my head around it. And our, you know, our little take our little takeaway is the first will be last. Of course, we're both the last Shane. Yeah. And Oh
1: Oh, nice. Hyper-spiritual yeah. Jesus
2: Juke. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hyper-spiritual Shane's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super-hyper.
0: Super I think
1: it makes it very easy that you have the same names. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: And it yeah. rhymes. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you who don't know Shane and or Shane, uh, would you guys mind introducing yourself? Tell us a little bit about your families. Uh, just one at a time. Tell us who you are. Maybe a little bit about what home is like for you. We'll let the first Shane go. Oh, great. <laughs> Oh, I like
1: how you said like, one at a time. That's right. You
0: said, the <laughs> no, first you thing. go.
2: Oh, but you said the first one. You're the first. <laughs> no, but you know yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Shane Bernard talking here. <laughs> and, uh, my wife, Beth, and I have been married for almost 14 years here in March. Congratulations. Thanks. And, uh, we have four daughters, a full on women's ministry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we have Lucy is eleven, Haven is nine, Ruby is seven, and Corey Beth is three. Wow! And uh, it is fantastic. Um, we live in Richardson, Texas, and um, yeah, we have a fun little a fun little women's ministry gang.
1: That's it's just awesome. amazing.
2: Really? I, it's really crazy to me sometimes. I think about there's five females in my house. At, you know, most of the time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <clears throat> That's just, crazy. I mean, I like, I'll wake up and, I'll, you know, it's like, cause you know, I got, I got married in my thirties. And so, uh, you know, it was like, I spent a lot, did a lot of life just single and, yeah. and then I'm, I just wake up and then there's five female people in my house <laughs> <laughs> and I w- and I walk out and then there's just explosions of pink and color and noise and words and, <laughs> and it's pretty amazing.
0: But you're saying that's different than your single days in, there's <laughs> uh, there's more pink now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great, Shane Everett. How about you? Tell us a little bit about your home. Yeah, Shane Everett. I've, I've
3: been married to my wife Kelly for in May. We'll be married twenty years, um, which is pretty awesome. That's great. She's fantastic. Uh, we have three daughters, and so we're similar to Shane Bernard. Uh, my oldest, Olive, is uh, will be fifteen uh, next week. Wow. Basically, well, we can. Maybe ten days, I guess. Which is wild, so wild. It's a different. So we're talking about family, family discipleship. It's it's changed for us, you know. Having a having an older older one, which has been wild, and we're we don't have any idea what we're doing. So you got the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, we have an eleven year old, Lillian, and then Emma Rose, our youngest, is eight, and so. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy season, you know, and every season has been different, but this one's, this one's been the, the most, uh, the most unusual for us, but it's probably just normal, you know? And so, uh, yeah, but they're, they're all just, just, I mean, yeah, just the apple of our eyes. We, we just love our, we love our kids. So, uh, excited to be here, talk about them and Our lives with them. So
1: that's so great. We are also a three girl family. And so, I mean, my eyes are on all the families that are ahead of us because ours are five, seven, and eight. So we're still, Uh we're still young, but it's definitely, there's a lot of feelings in our house. I'm married to a counselor, so that helps. You know, he's, well equipped to deal with all the feelings, but it is a lot of estrogen. So yeah. Well, you guys, yeah. y'all have been leading people in worship for a long time. Uh, what does family worship look like in your home? Are y'all always singing, or how does that kind of take on, you know, express itself? Sorry, in your in your homes.
2: Um, Shane, be here. We, you know, we have had some spontaneous uh, okay. times of worship um, that have been real sweet. Um, but I would say that's kind of few and far between. We're still now learning how to take advantage of singing with our family. Um, I do have a little, I mean, just a little rhythm of singing with my kids at night, just a cappella before they go to bed, we'll sing a song. And that's, that's always a sweet time. That is sweet. But just in general, uh, I think one of the reasons why we re- recently are doing this, this kids worship project is that. I'm just interested in taking full advantage of Colossians three sixteen in my family, in my home, like that the word of Christ could dwell richly in us as we take advantage of teaching and admonishing one another through singing. Yeah, um, and so I think we have a lot of ground to take, but um, the little pockets of of singing that we we do have been have been real sweet. Our girls love to sing. We're just we're just trying to translate that into prayer. Mm. Yeah, um, mainly. And so just turning singing upwards and uh, communicating with the father because they, you know, at least our two oldest know him and love him and talk to him. And so we're just, you know, just trying to open up that that pathway of -hmm. of communication to him.
3: Yes. Yeah. I think similar for us, we our kids love to sing, you know, Uh, I think they've been traditionally like is my kids are. Like, my kids specifically are just performers, you know, I think. And so they sing. Even last night, my eight-year-old wanted to do a concert for Mm. us, you know. And then we started singing with her, and then she just freaked out because she thought we were making fun of her. So it just just turned into all this drama. So it turned into crying and gnashing of teeth, you know. It (laughs) It was just so weird. It's just... But that's just my kids. Like I don't, I don't. We, we're trying to
0: figure out how to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. It's, sometimes it's easier to lead others in talking about their families than it is than it is to come home and say, "Well, knowing the kids I've got, this is how we yeah. do it." We t- we try all kinds of
3: things, you know, and yeah. like so. I mean, we try to have a devotional. I mean, we do have devotionals, but it's like we have a devotional, and you know, their minds are in the clouds. They don't give a rip. And yeah. we're trying to give them, we're trying to get them to give a rip, but they really don't give.
1: A rip. Well, enough. <laughs> so, people know? picture these idyllic <laughs> situations. You know, they picture the Griffins doing something with their boys, and then us doing something with our girls, or you guys having these amazing worship sets at your house. And I think it's comforting for them to know, no, we're just normal like you right. guys. Like we're not, you know, we're not like the varsity family discipleship people. We're not. No. Nailing it. My kids don't have the book of Genesis memorized or like anything crazy. We're just doing our best and it's not always received by our children with yeah. uh, the gratitude we or the participation we would like for it to be received.
3: No, no. I mean, we'll be talking, we'll be talking about, I mean, ever, but like we were talking about the Sermon on the Mount or whatever, or just because we had watched that last, that season eight of The Chosen together, which was awesome. And so we're like, man, yeah. Man, you know, blessed are the meek, or you know, and I mean, and then one of my kids somehow pinches another one, and, and then <laughs> it just the pride comes in, and then it's it's just people are getting spankings. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, well, we're gonna go to, you know, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. We're going yeah. there right now. We're gonna take a turn. We're gonna take a turn right now.
0: Well, I, I'm with Cassie. I think that can be a real comfort to the parents who are struggling to know that like. When none of us here are perfect parents, but I think also there there is an expectation. Or there's kind of a beautiful thing about using music in discipleship. It it can be really beautiful, and mm-hmm. and uh, even our kids' resistance can can be. Um, while it can be discouraging, it's not something that's going to thwart our efforts. Uh, so I'd love to hear from you guys, since you guys do lead people all the time in worship. What do, you, what do you say to the father or mother who's not musically gifted about why music can play an important part in their family? And how how can they do that? If you, if you think about the father or mother who's going, man, Shane and Shane, if they wanted to, they could grab a guitar and just start singing with their kids. I can't carry a tune or I've got no sense of rhythm. So should music be any part of our discipleship? Could you encourage that parent on what role music can play?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, I think just getting on the journey I think sometimes it's 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 like even in our conversation today of like being proactive on actually asking that question is like a huge step uh of like how can how can Colossians 3:16 uh if if you're interested in the word of Christ dwelling richly in your children then you're going to be interested in Colossians 3:16 and uh, because there's a, there's a pathway there, there's an opportunity there that is laid out for us. And there's not many in the New Testament, mm. um, but that one's really clear. And so, you know, I, I like, I have a buddy, his name's Joe Rigney. He teaches at Bethlehem College and Seminary. And he came down and did some classes for our worship initiative platform. And they're so good. He's just such a great teacher. He's kind of like a mini. John Piper, who also quotes Jack Black. I mean, it's a <laughs> perfect combination. And uh, he's got a knack for language. And I had him uh, stay behind uh, for an, an extra day and write with me um, because we were doing a, a Psalms record. And I just, I just <clears throat> wanted to experiment. And um, the the guy uh, does does not have a singing voice. Like mm. he does, there's just no gifting in that area. And, you know, we both thrown out a couple of Psalms like coming into it, like, hey, let's just kind of be thinking about these. And and so he had he had he had written songs through the whole thing. When he when, when we started, he started to sing Psalm 16, Psalm 34, you know, um, wow. And I sought the Lord, for he has answered me, and he a va- va. I mean, it was just it was amazing. And um, I'll tell you, he, he sings the Psalms with his kids every night. Wow. And he we co-wrote together Psalm 34 and Psalm 16. Granted, the melody did not go his way. <laughs> uh, and so, but it was an example to me. Of, like, man, he's taking advantage of something that I need to dig into more. And just, you know, as far as, and that it, actually, that encounter helped put fuel on the fire for what we're about to release this month, which is like a kid's record. Right. That um, is in my brain kind of targeted in this age range, like post five or six years old and pre 14, 15 years old. Okay. So there's like, a, there's a lot of songs and content like the, Veggie Tales kind of vibes, and they're awesome. Right, they're amazing. And there's a lot of scripture memory stuff. And then there's like kind of Hillsong, you know. And uh, there's this gap in between
0: mm-hmm.
2: where it's like, I want to be able to to uh, be a part of helping my kids be able to talk to God in song, like yeah. to really go to Him in song, and to encourage one another in song. Um, and for <clears> it not <throat> to be goofy, and for it not to be, you know. Over the top, campy—that stuff is 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 not bad at all. But just like to to even out the diet, yeah. yeah. And I think that our hope is that families can take that with this particular record. There's going to be like episodes around it um, on Right Now Media. So there's like a, a little uh-huh. bit a little bit more of a family devotional kind of a vibe. But th- that they can get into that, and they can watch this episode, and then they can play the song, and then they can sing along with it. The, the episode ends with just voices, and so there's no. Instruments playing, it's just people singing the truth of God's word, and so you know I don't know the answer. I, I could imagine somebody who's who's not musically gifted, who's never played an instrument, who's never sang in choir, that it would be like I I have no grid hmm. on how to incorporate singing into my family, and um, I mean I know a, a mm-hmm. lot of folks like that, mm-hmm. uh, and so the closest thing they can maybe think about that is like streaming church, hmm. you know, but our kids are you know, coloring or kicking each other or pinching, you know, or, you know, Mm -hmm. in in the corner and the you know, washing machines beeping and Mm -hmm. all of that. And so, but I I think a part of, I I don't think our our kids are ever going to learn how to do it unless we, we kind of help them, we model it for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they have to see like, I, I mean, I'm still in that mode of like, when, you know, when I'm singing with my girls or praying with them, like I'm, I'm really going to the father and I'm praying for them at the same time. And I'm just trying to model, you know, someone who's actually talking and communicating with God and, and um, blessing his name authentically and song and all of that, just so they can mm-hmm. see. And we've had a lot of conversations about like, Hey, we, it's, it's time to like respect the Lord and respect daddy. And, and, you know, I love that you guys are a blast and that you're cutting up and like my two oldest are just out of control in the evening. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and it's so fun, but we also, um, you know, are learning to just like, let's, we, we do have real needs. You guys have real, I mean, we talk about the needs, like, mm-hmm. you know, post-school there's all kinds of drama and there's things and there's, there's all kinds of disappointments and wants and, and we can go to God and, and we have songs to go to him And, um, and that, that help with that. We also have Psalms that just bless him Mm. and just trying to like walk with them in reverence to him and, and, and see, like, I guess like putting wood, wood on, just pile up wood and just pray that the Holy Spirit ignites that, you know, but day after day, year after year, you're just piling up fuel and waiting for the Holy Spirit to just do, do the work. Cause I'm not going to manipulate him into, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell him you need you need to be in this position and you need to do this with your eyes. I I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to I'm just going to put fuel on the fire and ask the Holy Spirit to ignite it.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey friends, it's March and that means Easter is right around the corner. In fact, Easter is in March this year it's part of the reason i'm pumped to tell you about one of our sponsors who's got a really special easter deal this is a great time to get some new resources to disciple your family our friends over at lithos kids are having an easter basket sale they've got the brand new little pilgrims big journey complete box set it's now available guys i can't tell you how much i love this resource Sometimes hard things happen. Sometimes they happen to children. When God Makes Scribbles Beautiful is a beautifully illustrated book that helps kids trust that God can take their hard things and use them for good. This picture book imagines that the hard things in a child's life is a scribble following him everywhere. Readers will journey through God's promises from the Bible, inspiring hope and faith in God's good and redemptive plan. Hard things don't always go away, but God can turn them into something beautiful. Available at beautifulscribbles.com. Download a free parent connection guide and printable scripture cards.
1: I love the bedtime. That's when we we actually usually sing the same songs. So we'll do like doxology, amazing. We do some hymns because we want them to be familiar with hymns. And we, our church, we don't sing a ton of hymns. But that does seem like a really natural time for us because it's like we're trying to quiet the house a little bit Mm -hmm. um, to bring in songs and to to do simil- like do a lot of the same ones so that they learn them and then they'll start singing along. And then, you know, I think it is important because not everyone is musically inclined to just be like, we're just going to make a joyful noise to the Lord. And it is, even if it doesn't sound like maybe we think it should sound, uh, it yeah. still delights the Father. We're still going to like give Him, you know, these songs and, and trust that He's using those songs to even like shape our own hearts. And so, but yeah, we love singing at night. That's a great time to to bring it to bring it in. Okay. You spoke, you talked about the album. Tell us a little bit more about the album. Is it all uh, scripture songs? Are they going, is it going to be songs that are verbatim text uh, so that it could be used for scripture memory or are there also topical songs? Tell us more about those.
2: Yeah. It's, it's more of a topical record in that um, it's super glued to the scriptures. It's not too far off from like the Psalms projects we've done in the past. Um, other than I think, uh, one of our goals is like that each song would have like a a section of scripture memory. I mean, there's like a there's a John 316 song that it's it's John 316 word for word. And then there's just like a refrain that's like a prayer, uh, like mm. a, a love song out of that. And then there's like a your ways are higher than our ways, you know, as high as the heavens are above the earth. And that's sort of the chorus. And then there's just some like, you know, there's some prayers around that. So we just want to get and engage the heart. So it's like, you know, we want to get into the word and let this song kind of push people to the word. And even learn the scriptures.
1: Mm-hmm. There's an
2: Ephesians one song that's like largely Ephesians, like sections of Ephesians one, and just put that. to memory. Um, but then there's just these devotional prayer moments in the song, and so we wanted to do both. Like, I, I, you know, I I think we will do in the future um, projects, literally called word for word, mm. Um, mm. where we just do scripture memory songs. I think that would be so helpful. But. Yeah. Um, but i think we'll also continue to do like songs that are scripture memory and also kind of like have some sort of like devotional uh-huh um uh, but that. this one is is that is the latter you know it's just kind of a, a little bit of both a, a, a lot more like you know glued to scripture than than just like writing 10 random songs about whatever you feel you yeah. know about the lord yeah. so, and every every song has a scripture in parentheses on it you know um yeah. that we kind of like wrote out of and so
1: Shaney, do you have a favorite song on the, the new album?
2: Oh man.
3: My wife's favorite song <laughs> you know like I think when you do this for a living, you might not know this, but there's sections of songs that you love like <laughs> you're like, oh man, I love that thought in or I love that thought and what happens musically and I love that thought what happens musically and then with the kids singing with you like so there's all of these moments you know Mm -hmm. what what's the first one we did called uh the first song we did your uh, your ways (laughs) no not your ways. first things first first things first Yeah. yeah like that song like I think was the initial thought well that was the first song that we did and it just was awesome in my family, you mm-hmm. know, like I just loved it. So I think songs seasonally are special yeah, because yeah, yeah. of like how they, how like your kids or the conversations that spark out of it, you know? Yeah. Like I think those, how, how songs like emotionally, I connect emotionally with songs. Yeah. Which, I love that song because it reminds me of like a moment. Yeah. Uh, and so I think uh, that that's probably my favorite because of, because of that, we started to do this project. We we did like a pilot, so we worked on that one a long time, and then, and then we brought it home and we're like asking questions about it and like, what do you think about this, kids? You know, and so I think we had some really cool moments around that song specifically. But that's awesome. You know, um, all the all these songs, I I feel like are super special, and I mean that, but in a in a way where it feels a little bit different than stuff we've done in the past. And I think it's because we involved our families on it, you yeah. know, and seeing your kids sing these words in the studio. And we had a bunch of kids come in and and a lot of our family friends that came in and, and sang them with us. And there was some special moments. And so I, I think it's just something we've never done before where I love that. we just involved the families that do life with us. And and uh, yeah, so I think all kinds of moments. You know,
0: that's so great. Yeah, I love the the children's choir or whatever you want to call it, the kids that sing along. I've listened to that first release, uh, Your Ways, and I love that aspect of the song. It it makes it fresh. It makes it seem uh, like it's uh, participatory, like there's something swelling. Uh, I've I've listened to a lot of Christian music targeted at kids. And honestly, when I listened to your first release, I expected it to be the kind of silly, campy, goofy tag Slugs that, and bugs-ish.
1: That, yes, mm-hmm.
0: exactly. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised. I was very surprised. When you hear it, and it sounds very intentionally not silly, not nappy, yeah. not goofy. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And you guys, Thank I, you. I love
0: your explanation about that, Shane <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bernard. Uh, you guys know better than anyone how much influence can have on a young mind. Mm-hmm. And when a kid feels like they're outgrowing something, and they feel like, well, there's, it's not for me. And then it feels like, oh, that the Hill song or whatever you want to say seems like, oh, that's my parents' stuff. And it's a very tender age when kids are finally kind of getting into making their own musical choices yeah. when they're hitting those early teen years. And you guys being parents of young teenagers and kids about to hit their teenage years, I know, and you probably have struggled with this, how do you keep music that shouldn't be influencing your kids from being part of what's going to disciple your family? And we get feedback all the time from our listeners that say, hey, can we talk more about those years and how you help families make decisions about things? I wonder if you guys would have any wisdom for parents that are struggling to find music for their kids that they'll love but that also doesn't dishonor God. How do you guys navigate that as as fathers? Well, I will say
2: um, b- before we get into the meat of that, that uh, a big decision on writing these songs was, or a big filter that I was kind of writing through in and in a couple of our writers here um, who helped write these songs is like, we need mom and dad to like these. I mean, mm, I mean, that's like, yeah. you know, and so most of the record, I think, could just be a normal worship record, except that it has kids' voices on them. Yeah. But it's like, there's certain records that we can all name that mom and dad love and the kids love, you know. Yeah. Uh, one of those for us in the past few years was like, even, even when our kids never saw the movie, but like the greatest showman soundtrack.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. like
2: they knew every song. You know, there was fun songs, slow songs, moody songs, dramatic songs. But most most of the songs had an auth- authenticity to them. They, it's not like they're goofy; they're they're authentic. Like they're really saying something. Um, so that was a goal of ours, of like, you know, I th- I don't think kids kids, you know, at least in my age group, you know, sort of like your four to to eleven or twelve, like they're not going to hear songs unless mom and dad like the songs, right. Um, very much. And so, and not only mom and dad liked the songs, but mom and dad truly engaged with Jesus in a, the, kind of like the songs. Not yeah. like, oh, this is a good song for my kid. Like, my, man, you know, like really have moments of engaging in in worship with him, which was part of like the, the crew that we had sing live. There's, there was parents and there was siblings and there was, you know, a, a whole mush pot of, of folks that were helping lead, you know. Um, and so I, I don't, I can't really speak to you that the latter question much though of how to like, I I feel it coming for sure. But my kids, you know, haven't, they're still kind of in the younger, the younger phase. We haven't, hit, right. we haven't hit that Lord, sort of peer pressure. You know, people are listening to stuff and I don't know, what do you, you have a, you have a 15 year old. So what do you think? Oh, Yeah.
3: You know, help me with uh, (laughs) the with you know we we have a 14 year old who's a freshman in high school and she got a phone when she was 14, uh, which was Mm. her first phone, and so in that you know she we're, we're we're kind of trying to let her make some decisions on her own these days where we can kind of guide and help her through a lot of the, the hard questions that she gets. So, because, you know, I think we're experienced when I, even when we started this podcast, it's like, we're, we're right now trying to figure it out. I mean, our kids don't have social media or anything like that, but she does have a phone and she does get to pick her music. And so she listens to all kinds of things now, which she didn't really before. Cause we did it, you know? Uh, yeah. And she's in high school. And so there's kids that listen, all kinds of stuff. And is it have everything that you can have that, you know? And so we want to, we want to help her like navigate through that. What is, you know, I don't know, war going on, you know, yeah, Yeah. with all the senses, but I think, you know, we, uh, who is it? It's Jordan Peterson, which I don't know if you guys know who he is. Um, When he talks about, man, you don't, you want, you want kids to be able to go and, and, make mistakes and be a part of those mistakes to help kind of counsel through those those things. And so we don't know what we're doing other than trying to point our daughter to, to Jesus and trying to keep open dialogue with all those things. Yeah. And we wanna with with this music or whatever music we, we create, we want we want to whet the appetite for the word of God, period, because we feel like mm. um, that's where wisdom is found. And and right. and I think God is speaking through his word and so we want to write songs that are creative that my daughter hopefully loves and she loves listening to our music and uh, whether it's this kid stuff she, which she enjoyed or other things that we we write and and sing and but she, she loves Taylor Swift too you know yeah I wish she didn't but she loves her it's <laughs> <She's> great <laughs> you know. But I don't tell her she can't listen to Taylor Swift,
1: you know? So I, you I love Taylor Swift. I can get on board with that. You know? John Mayer. We've got some we've got some, uh, yeah. got some great music. Mayer. Yeah, yeah. As someone who oversees children's ministries and who interacts, even like we have a lot of people who listen to this podcast who maybe aren't parents, but they're children's ministers or student ministers, I'd love to ask, um, how do you see this album being used? Or, like, vision the impact uh, for this music, um, maybe used in churches? Or do you have kind of a vision for that, or do you see it mostly used in homes?
3: I think that, you know, with our partnership with Right Now Media, there's tons of opportunities for churches and youth groups to use this content. That's kind of, we kind of created it in that format.
2: Okay, so cool. Uh,
3: and just where there's a teaching moment, there's kids interviews, there's a song, there's, and then Shane and I kind of talk through like kind of where the, the heart of the song came through the scriptures. And so there's like some moments. And so, uh, we, we see this getting used in the church a lot. And then also families using it for kind of sparking conversations around the word of God and these kind of key tenets of the of the faith and and talking through like life. And mm-hmm. and so I think there's a whole new avenue of how this will be purposed in the church. Uh that is something that we've never done in uh in this in this capacity. But then also just people listening on Spotify and Apple Music and mm-hmm. People you know, plan it on their home stereo systems in the morning while you're making breakfast, you know yeah. I think they're yeah. all, all all of those all of those things, but I think there's a unique opportunity uh with what our team and and us did with really trying to wrap these things in the word uh more intentionally yeah than we than we have
1: that gets me excited. We have family worship weekends at our church and where we kind of try to merge you know the two worlds of like more adult worship, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some of our kids worship. We have a huge population of young adults and singles and young marrieds without kids. And so we see it as an opportunity to like invite those people into our ministry to children and how we think about Mm -hmm. family discipleship and children's ministry. And we'll even have a kids choir. And so I've told uh, some of your staff uh, that, go to our church I'm really excited about this album and how we can the potential mm. for it to be used yeah. on family worship weekends and for our children's choir to learn some of the songs and I just think it's going to be it's going to be a really great tool for us so, so thank you for that So
0: awesome. fun. yeah what, what I love about the aim of it I love the the maturing aim of the songs you're writing it's if if we're looking at a childish faith is always kids worship, then what do you do for the maturing kid? And what do you do for the maturing church and bridging the gap between Mm -hmm. parents and kids? And it's not that Mm -hmm. some kids can't handle the same worship songs their parents love right now. We don't need to adjust that. But I love the aim of that, Mm -hmm. even communicating the goal to say, we don't have to make everything silly in order for the Bible to apply to a child. Yeah. Like we we can call them to the word of God. We don't see God have, he doesn't write a book of the Bible and say, well, here's a silly one for the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet we believe that kids are humans who need to hear from their God what he what He thinks about them. Now, when we disciple in the Griffin household, we read, we pray, we sing. And singing is, a I know, a big part of what you guys have been doing for decades together, but I'm sure even before that. I'm just curious, I just got a couple more questions for you as we close up. And I'm curious, when you think about the fact that our God gave us the ability to sing, that when we see angels show up, they're singing, that when they talk about heaven, it's people singing together. So we see song throughout the Bible. We see the the encouragement of the church to sing over one another, to sing with each other. We see that's what the church does. I just wonder, when you think about why God gave people the ability to sing or why did God give us song for people that get to do this all the time, that maybe even sometimes singing the song of the millionth time from a stage, is losing some of its luster. Maybe it's not. But when you think about why God calls us to sing or why we see singing, what comes to mind for you? Why does this God love song? It's mm, a great question.
2: You know, I, uh, I don't know if I've ever been asked that question, first of all. So good, great job. Great question. But the, the first thing that comes to mind is one of the first things I did when I like first legitimately fell in love <coughs> was I wrote a song Yeah, to my wife, Beth, it was, it was like involuntary. Hmm. And and it was, it was just, I didn't think about, oh, I sing. So I'm going to do, it was was very just um, how you say. Visceral. Yes.
1: Just had to come out of you.
2: It's a visceral reaction to this person. And Shane had a similar experience with it when he first fell in love with Kelly. And there's just something to be said there um, that, God has created, he's, he's woven into our DNA that when we love someone and I don't, that, that the overflow of love would, would be song, like melody and rhythm and harmony, like all of that would come out of us naturally, like just built inside of us as an overflow of our love. And then on the, his side, like, I don't know if there's, there was any other, I can't speak for Beth, but like how she felt receiving that song. Yeah. Um, there is such a power in receiving, you can, you can read words or you can sing words. You can say, you can say prayers or you can sing prayers. Yeah. And uh, there is something so, I can't even wrap words around it. It's, it's like mystic, you know, that, that the Lord did in creating songs for the deliverer and the one who accepts that song that is, is, is so spectacular and special. Yeah. Uh, and and I, think, I think it gets lost in us because of the culture of, of worship. But, um, I, so I, I don't even have an answer for you, but I just, I, I think I see what you're saying in that the, the architecture of singing is just fantastic, yeah, yeah. it would bless us so much to sing and it would bless him so much to receive that song um, and hear that song. That would be like such a sweet sound to him and, and such a humbling experience that, you know, it's like the people of God have always <clears throat> it's
0: what it's what we've always done. Yeah. Yeah. I think about in what you're saying, I think about in our culture, when do we ever sing to each other? We sing at birthdays and there, there's kind of an awkward, if everybody's around you that you love singing happy birthday to you and you're going, I'm not singing this, but it's it's to me and over me. It can feel like really honoring. It can feel like really uplifting. There is something sweet about that. And I think of even in our own home, we have one of the songs we'll sing for family discipleship is when we sing to and over each other. Not every song we sing is is to the Lord. We have one song that we sing to each other about being the light of the world. And we kind of dedicate each verse to one of my kids. And my kids, just they're just smiling, just loving being the center of that kind of attention and having something sweet spoken over them. Yeah. And I think of if that is a sentiment that is the image of God, if mm. what God loves is to hear from his people, to rightly be the center of their attention and that to have them unified in what they say about him, that is beautiful. Yeah. And the fact that we follow a God that is creative, that loves the, the beautiful aesthetic. Not that you have to be a great singer in order to worship him, but... A God that has created beauty even in what we say and in what we do. Yeah, And I do want to clarify one thing too. I didn't mean to insult anybody who does silly Christian music a minute ago. If you do silly Christian music. I love silly
1: Christian music. I'm all for it. And I'm for
0: it for little kids. I do love the aim you guys are going for. And I think it's great. Uh, Before we let you go though, would you mind sharing with us, each of you? like, What are the prayers that you guys have for your kids right now? If our listeners want to be praying for your families, what can they ask God for on your behalf?
3: Man, I mean, I think... I mean, the most consistent prayer is just like that Jesus would open their eyes to the hope of their call in him. You know, I mean, we, we just we want our kids to have a deep abiding relationship with the father. And that's probably the one we land on the most. It's just I know how distracted I am, you know. And so I think, you know, my kids are equally as distracted. And so, man, we just we want them to believe it. We want them to believe the tenets of not just our faith, but believe that Jesus is close and he's with them. And he's an ever-present help in time of need, you know, uh, that throughout their life will believe that abiding with him is our mission in life. And that if we do that, man, I mean, we're going to be okay uh, even, even in the hardest days. And so that's what we pray for our kids I mean, we just want them to to love him uh, more than anything else. Yeah, and so that that's that's the most consistent prayer that we have for our kids, and we pray for good husbands and you know, normal things like that that are kind of on the list. But yeah, I mean, I think it all kind of boils down to man deep satisfaction and the only one who can satisfy.
0: Amen. Yeah. Well, we're over here praying for great wives, so hopefully, both our prayers will be answered. Yeah. one day. How about how about in the Bernard home?
2: I mean, I, I would I would say overall, it's 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 pretty similar. We have, we have like one, one of ours, uh, little Haven has like a lot of physical issues, a lot of allergies and an autoimmune thing due to allergies. And, and so we're asking God to, to do things with her. But at the same time, we're thanking God for what he's done in her. Um, yeah. As a result of all that. She's like, um, she's, she's just such an amazing person. and it's such a joy. So, so it's kind of both, but yeah, every single day pleading with the Lord to, as He convinces us of the truth of His grace, the glory of His grace, we're just begging Him to to reveal that to them. And in a, in a way that would be real and life-giving and active. And, you know, often these days praying for just a hunger for His word. Yeah. For our entire family. That's truly a prayer request. I feel like I'm praying that for myself right now, and I'm praying it for my kids for sure, that they just wouldn't be satisfied with bread alone.
0: Well, Shane and Shane, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for the work you guys are doing to equip families and equip churches. We sure appreciate your time.
2: Of course. Thanks for having us on. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, friends. If you think it's as important as we do to disciple your families, please give us a great review wherever you listen to the podcast and share this episode with one of your friends. And if you want to keep up with us or join the conversation, you can follow the Family Discipleship Podcast on social media. We love you, listeners. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then.